Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast, a summer edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason and John. And I can't say as always because it's been a long time. It has been a long time. I know. <laughs> I totally. I'm telling you what. People when the forgot about us. Over, I totally like disconnected from hockey. <laughs> I remember there was well, this, about from hockey. <laughs> I tell you, there Stanley back Cup, in but, yeah. back in the CCHA days when Mav Puck was first around. There was a fan I knew who ran a, a Michigan site. I think it was called Mishco, like USCHO. And so he focused on all the Michigan college teams. Okay. And he would talk about like after the season was over, he would just like completely disconnect from hockey until fall. Wow. And so I kind of had one of those things where I was just like, I was so tired. It's been like less than a week since they gave away the Stanley Cup and I'm already going through withdrawals. <laughs> scratching my arm. I watched, I watched normally normally we watch a lot of that. I watched like hardly any of that. Of the Stanley? Yeah. Oh. That's cuz Gensel wasn't in it, right? It was <laughs> Cuz you know, I'm one of the fans that follows, you know, oh, yeah. every Jake Gensel exploit and I post every time he scores a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the fact that it seems to be different teams every year. That's actually that's what makes there, NHL hockey fun. I mean, there was a lot of talk. I, I think a lot of that just comes from the, I I'm not going to say miracle run, but the incredible effort that St. Louis put in. I mean, sure. they literally start the calendar year as the worst team in the NHL and finish as the best team in the NHL. That's crazy. In six months. I know. So they, they you know, they did a, a job. I hate to say it because they have Ryan O'Reilly and I don't know, he was a, he was not a nice guy when he was in Colorado, so I still have a bad taste in my mouth. I'm told he's gotten a lot better, but I was so glad when he left because he just was, him and Duchesne were cancers in that organization, and, you know, it seems like they really kind of found their way when they left, but I yeah. had a hard time cheering yeah. for him. I know. <laughs> but then, you know, it's Boston, and Boston it's Boston, Marshawn, and, it's and Boston I'm like, fans. oh my I know, I know. So, Yeah. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it would have been cool rough. though if Boston had, because you know, we're headed on a trip out there in. Uh, I know. I know. We in September, so we out. Yeah, I told could've... you we could have stayed at the garden with the Stanley Cup. I know we could have gotten some. I could have gotten some Stanley Cup swag. I know a shirt or something. Yeah, it would have been great. Not to go to third world countries to find that 2019 Boston right. Bruins Stanley yeah. Cup chance. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so stuff people actually want to hear about. What are you drinking? Yeah, because this, this, this is after after a long break. This is the segment everybody misses. Yeah, okay. I'm drinking because it's summer, so we got to have a summery drink. So I'm drinking. Yeah, that's what you told me. Hint water that has pineapple flavoring. So I'm, it's water infused with. So what I want to know is: is it a hint of water or is it a hint of flavor? I don't know. It's, I hope it's a hint of flavoring because if it's just a hint of water, that's going to seem kind of syrupy. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of terrible. Just like tastes like <laughs> bottled water with like a very 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 faint bit of pineapple. Like, yeah, that was that was highly disappointing. I thought there was going to be more flavor to that. So it's kind of like when you've had a cup of lemonade and there's just a little tiny bit, and then like all the ice, ice has melts. melted and there's like no flavor. That's yeah, I just bought that. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, I went, since you said we had to do something summer-like, I dug through the refrigerator and found a Goose Island Cucumber, Lime, and Mint Rattler. 
Well, that definitely sounds like some sort of summery kind of. Sounds like I go for sushi and they give me cucumber water, and I'm like, why is there yeah. a vegetable growing in my water? Yeah. Now I have that same vegetable in my beer, and it tastes about the same. Okay. Yeah, you can really taste the cucumber. Okay. I well, think they're least, lying to me on the lime and mint part, but at least you can taste it because this pineapple water. Well, you're you're welcome to take a swig of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's summer. I'm feeling good. You know, lots of sun, lots of vitamin D. I don't feel like I need alcohol at this point in the in the preseason. <laughs> we'll, we'll see halfway through this well, season we'll see where how, we sit. Yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'll see what happens this fall. We'll turn you to the dark side eventually. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about some UNO stuff. Okay. Uh, shout out to our A-plus stellar fans, yeah? Yeah. So the the news came down that was it, it was all NCAA, wasn't it? It wasn't just NCHC that we were sixth. Yes, in attendance. In attendance. First in loudness. Yeah, first. That's true. I'm making no, that part. No, I, I don't know. I don't know the update to Apple Watch. You know, I know when we get system. that, we're gonna. Yeah, you and I are. We've already be, got plans to test. We're gonna this. be recording the decibels and talking about it on the podcast. So, in addition to the drinking segment, we're gonna have this <laughs> week's week. loudness at UNO Hockey. Um, we are sixth now. I don't know how that that compared to like where we were like 20 years ago in attendance. Well, it was That's... really bad at what was the CenturyLink at it the was, time. It was bad at the CenturyLink. Which was compounded by the fact that it's like a 14,000-seat right. arena and you've only got 3,000 people in yeah, it. Yeah, and I feel like we could be a little bit higher just based on our capacity. We were kind of down a little bit. We were down from last year. Yeah, we and definitely were. if our average attendance was... The same as last year, we would have been in the top four, I think is what I read. Yeah. So, I mean, so we dropped a little bit, which is the sad thing, but... I think our average, again, attendant, our average attendance was 15 ahead mm -hmm. of Penn State. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... It's it's rough to take the, the downslide on that, but then it's right. also a down year. So, I mean, who wants to go see their team lose? So, I can kind of get how maybe it trailed off or... There were games there that I kind of wondered how many people. There, even the big name teams that we played that normally we would draw big numbers in years past, we didn't really do that this year. Part right. of it was the weather didn't, you know, cooperate. It's probably the worst weather I think we've seen. It was on... Terrible weather. Terrible. I mean, it was weather. like it seemed like every time there was a hockey game, there was some sort of crazy yeah. storm. So we averaged what? Do you remember what the numbers were? It was 5,000 some. 50, 54 something. Something, which we obviously have far more capacity than that. So hopefully, hopefully things can get turned around and we can. So there's room for those of you listening to the podcast who don't. Okay, have I have the tickets. exact number 5,816. 58. So that's better. Yeah. Yeah. North Dakota was first with 11,398. Which we can't get to because our we can't. arena doesn't. And was, we can't beat. We can't get Wisconsin, past Wisconsin. Wisconsin 10,044. 10. Nope. Right. Minnesota 7,944. Can't get past them. Yeah. And there, we saw pictures this season of a lot of, you know, empty seats at See, Gopher games. And that's the question. Like, this cannot be like actual attendance. This has to be ticket sales because you, I've 
there's no possible way you can tell me that Minnesota averaged that from the games that I've seen on TV. There were there were quite a few. There were there were quite which a few. Is, which where is I'm crazy on, when you think about something. you know this when you think about where Minnesota was in attendance, you know, ten years ago. In their heyday, they were yeah they were the place to go see and well and there's lots of debate about whether ticket costs uh, and increases incremental increases right. over the years is having an impact on that and if the team doesn't you know perform at a high high level. Well, I know the marketing department at the University of Minnesota did a study of before and after the Wild coming back. You know, after the North Stars had sure. left, Minnesota was, you know, pretty much the game. They were it. it. Yeah, they were hockey. the only game in town. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all those things factor in. And, yeah. You know, UNO doing well in other sports will inevitably have some effect on attendance, even if they're not competing seasons. You're still going to have people who are, you know, maybe I want to spend my money on some other sport. And, sure. You know, when when Not you get maybe. something like soccer goes to a an NCAA tournament, um, baseball wins conference championship and makes a yeah um, the regionals and stuff. And, you know, those are the types of things that people start saying, well, you know, I've only got so much money for tickets. Do I want to get Do that season tickets or... to hockey or baseball? And or... plus other entertainment options, whether it's, you know, right. Creighton basketball mm-hmm. or... Husker football, like all those things. And concerts at, at sure. Ralston and movies, yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah. So it all playing. factors in, but I think, yeah. you know, a good season and hopefully, you know, we've got the support of the fans. I think they do at least. And so season yeah. ticket renewals just finished. Yeah. We, I don't know that they'll ever post a number. It would be great if they would to say, it always seems like this, the, but I'm not know, so the, sure they want to. The common answer is, you know, Season ticket renewals were 90%. Yeah. But the question is, you know, year upon year, if it's 90%, like three or four years in a row, how much has your season ticket right. base decreased? You still since, lost 10% yeah, year, since over year over year over year. Yeah. I mean, eventually we're going to get to 90% of 10, and that's not going to be a good situation. Yeah, and it's a good reminder because Saturday was the deadline date, right. correct? Okay. Was yeah. It? I don't yeah, know Saturday. Saturday the deadline. Or was it? But I'm sure they can still get in. I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure they can. If you if you are listening to this, going, oh shoot. Yeah, I don't think they've I don't think they've given away your tickets yet. Well, but but you might want to check on that. Depends on where your seats are, but because I mean, I've had friends who you know waited till August to renew their tickets, and then their tickets weren't available anymore. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was a bit of a debacle this year. I mean, it was really it late that was, they sent out notices because. because a lot of us were waiting to get notification. Yeah, I think mostly just because we anticipated that based on prior years, we should have had it. Yeah, now. last year in particular was pretty early. It was like right after the season <clears throat> they right. got that information out. So you had contacted me and said, had I heard anything? And like I told you, I had completely disconnected from everything. So right. I had no idea uh, if they had or not. So I had asked Bridge and she said, no, they haven't, nothing's come out yet. And so when it did finally come out, we all got an email Mm -hmm. and we went on to our uh, MAV accounts on the website. Right. And the season ticket renewals were there, but it hadn't applied the discount for the playoff tickets that we haven't used for several cycles now, nor did it have the payment options, which a lot of us do the multi-month 
payment option. Spread it out tickets. over some time, yeah. yeah. So how, how long was it later? Like maybe a week later or something, or two weeks Four. later, that they finally got? It's like a, I, from the time that I, from the time I went we got back the and looked email. From, from my first phone call to the box office asking when are we going to get season ticket information, it was seven weeks. Okay. How long was it? Do you remember this? Because I'm not in charge of the tickets from the time we got the renewal email to the time when our accounts had the multi-month payment option. It was like, we didn't get that until, at least I didn't see it in our account until I think five or six days before the deadline. Like yeah, it was, it was, we had to wait a while and then somebody, like, yeah, because yeah. they first set it out and we're like, oh, perfect, we'll go renew. And then we had this weird thing that there were extra tickets put on our account because this whole debacle of, we'll talk about, but this whole debacle and we ended up with extra tickets on our account, which we didn't need. But you had, then, you had just inquired to see if maybe they were available. So, yeah, right? I mean, I think that's, let's get into that. Okay. So uh, the, the, ineptness in that department was was really annoying this year because like i would call and get information and let's let's qualify that by saying we lost the ticket manager well we didn't find that out until i didn't find that out till later when we were going through things and then all of a sudden there's job postings and stuff but then we find out that the, the ticket manager was gone right and the ticket manager that we'd had the lot had actually done a really good job and then he was gone so then it was kind of yeah Right. There was a few years we had a really good one, and then it's kind of dicey. And then we got another, I thought, pretty good. Yeah, one. I thought and he was then solid. Now he's yeah. Left. And, and then so, so there wasn't really anybody kind so, of. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. going on internally, but at the same point, like then, like it's best to say nothing than to give false information. Sure. So what I ended up doing was like I call and I'm like, well you know, when is this going to happen? Because sure. we've had issues in the past with... You have, yeah. Billing, and then they don't... Like, we set up the payment plan, they take a couple payment plan payments out, and all of a sudden they don't, and then they reneged on our tickets, and we didn't have tickets anymore because they didn't want to withdraw the money. It was just crazy. Yeah. So well, I'm like, was, I'm really worried was, about this. I remember that. So, that was a that was a couple seasons ago. Yeah, not to interrupt you, but that season. was a couple seasons where right. they just... We did the multi-month payment plan, and then, like, in January... They, they stopped, stopped it, and then... Yeah. Yeah, well, ours happened twice that year because ours so you, happened you in the summer. you contacted them, and when you contacted them, then Bridget got on, and, and she the looked, same thing right. happened with her. It has it had happened with other people too. Yeah. So it was. Then weird. we got that figured out. So, yeah, it was strange. So I'm concerned about it a little bit. You know, hypersensitive to it. So I right. call them, and and the guy's like, oh, you know, blah blah blah, and I'm like, okay, well, that's good information. At least I know they're coming out. Or right. in his case, he's like, well, we've sent you emails, haven't you? Got our emails? And I'm like, no, I haven't got any emails. So now I'm on the phone with our internet service provider trying to figure out why they're blocking their emails. Yeah, and, yeah you're emailing like, me. Did you get the email? And I'm, and I'm like, like, no. And you're like, why is your, no one getting these emails? Who's your email provider? And I'm like, well, I, I don't think that. You get the same one. Right. Yeah, but I, I it was like, but yeah, I, I don't think I use that email from the provider. I use a different one. So right. it was like, that wasn't dependent was on that. Really so weird. then I'm just like. Um, no, and we didn't get then it. Then we get on the forums and I'm putting stuff out there and it's like, right. well, someone else has heard something different, you know, a different date that things are coming out and a different this and that. And I'm sitting here going, who there knows what's going on? Because clearly we're all talking to someone different and right. none of them know anything. And it was in that debacle that they had, because you guys had done the special uh, at the Black Friday deal. We'd done a black, the, the, in January, right. right? They did that black or it was, no, it was November. It was the holiday season, but then the tickets were 
starting after in, the first of the year. Well, that that last series in December. Yeah, was, was the it the series. was it yeah. the uh, Anchorage series? The Anchorage series. So yeah, it, it was for however many the rest of the seasons were, and you got like a really good deal, didn't it? Turn out to right. be like it was some ridiculously it low was number, like ridiculous. five or ten dollars like per season like per dollar game or, game something. or something. It was. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it was that, that low, low, I know, but it was. Oh like, my god. <laughs> Yeah, so we it had really made seat. me mad. That I so had we had the seats tickets. by Jason and Jolene, and then I think that like completely threw them off because I felt well, like we were like every time we gave somebody tickets, we were like invading Jason and Jolene's space, and yeah. so it was. So then I'm like, man, we probably should have just gotten these things like in the opposite end of the arena. But then occasionally Jason and Jolene used the tickets, so then it was useful when we had them because then we could just transfer yeah. them to the so. It worked out pretty well, but you had inquired because I had wondered if you were potentially going to buy those seats this year and have three more seats. And I mean, those we had Julian and I had talked about, you know, what we we're going to do with seats, but we had, we had landed on like we we're just going to keep our same four. We like you got you got four, but you thought maybe um, maybe seven because your parents sat her parents right sit right behind us. They're going to keep theirs, yeah. so that so all thought, worked out well. But so he says, well, you know, if you want to move, I can move you closer to the middle by putting you into that row, and I'm. Th- like he mentioned the tickets, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, those are the tickets you guys had. And we hadn't talked, so I didn't right. know if you were thinking you were going to keep them or not. And I'm like, no. well, I know who had those season tickets last year, and I don't know that they're giving them up. Are you sure they're giving them up? And he goes, well, I don't know. I mean, they haven't they haven't done their renewals yet. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you not give them away and I know the guy, so I'll contact him and I'll see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I did not say anything about putting those on my account. Yeah, I mean, technically they weren't because they were the Black Friday. I didn't really consider them, you know, season tickets. Mm -hmm. But I would have been totally fine if you got. I mean, I just didn't know that you wanted to. If you wanted to pay for seven seasons, I mean, we have no, we didn't. We have five season tickets already, so I didn't want you know. You need any three more at full price? Yeah. No. So. So yeah, it was just. well, and no, uh, the they, whole they, season ticket thing just been... they they normally do a nine payment option like a Which nine they didn't do it all right they didn't prob- probably because they got it got out so late they didn't want people <laughs> paying in the you know February or whatever next right so this I think five was the most five is the most you could do right which that'll that'll which... get you that'll get you paid up by I think it started. It started this month. So. It started in June. So, so June, July, you, August, it, September, like, October. October right. Everybody will be paid up, which so, is probably a good which idea. really is the way, because they do things like that for NHL season tickets and sure. stuff. And the goal is always to have you paid up by the time the season starts. Yeah, we do that for the, the pool Bridget and I operate. Mm-hmm. We used to just do lump sum for the uh, family, single, right. you know, couple plans. But now we do a multi-month payment. So then they're already paid up by the time the... Uh, the pool opens, opens for the season right. and that way yeah and so you give them a little incentive but it's kind of nice when they have those multi-month payments yeah. just makes it easier on people to do so, so i think i think it's a smart thing i don't i don't i mean we use the the nine just because it's nice to be able to spread it it's, out it's and available think about it, but, yeah it's it's available yeah. it's easy it's it's handy yeah. i mean we could we could write a check for the lump sum i know that's one of those but, things like they don't charge you an extra fee for it so i'm kind of like yeah i, I agree all right, you're whatever. not you're not charged like exorbitant interest or anything i we don't want to give them any ideas to do that <laughs> so I think, yeah in the through all of this the other yeah. thing that's come up and this disclaimer full disclaimer is totally hearsay okay it's a total there's rumor. no official word on any of this but okay. i've heard from multiple people that the pay that the 
the digital ticket and that like card thing that they've done before the is credit, going the away. The credit card type ticket. And we're going to end up with just straight paper tickets. So we're, we're going back to the future here. Yeah, we're going back in time. A little uh, DeLorean action where I have to forget my tickets and drive halfway home. You know, at, at first I was thrown off when we had, when each seat had its own like credit card ticket with QR code. That they at the beginning scan. of the season. At the beginning of the season. Right. But honestly, I kind of got used to having those as the season wore on. I mean, we and we, I kind of liked it actually. Yeah, I mean, go back to back to the first couple episodes of the podcast. It was kind of a routine thing for us of like, yeah, look at all these ways we found to hack the system. <laughs> so those were kind of my concerns and and that. But I, for one, am used to the digital systems, and, and I use the tickets in my wallet, and that was. Like crazy yeah, so, easy. and I so, loved it because I never had so to remember. So you used it stuff. in the Apple Wallet on your on my phone, on your yeah. iPhone. So it was great. I always have my phone. Yeah. So right basically, here. it like gives you a little, yeah. uh, you know, it's a little ticket, virtual little. Yeah. It's a ticket yeah. in your wallet, and I walk up and I show it to them. They scan it and I walk in. Yeah. The only problem I had was the first first time because I walked up and showed my phone, and the older lady that was scanning tickets kind of looked at me like, "What the heck are you showing this to me for?" Yeah. Where's your where's your thingy? I'm like, no, no, no. Just scan this. We're good. Oh, okay. So here's here's my <laughs> So since we're going back to paper tickets, does that also mean we're getting rid of the clear bag policy as far as Can we stuff? please? <laughs> Women can bring in an actual purse again, right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my We can only we can only hope. I mean, you know. That'd be nice. Let's just let's just let's just let's just dial this thing we're, back. Let's we're just, gonna roll back time. We roll back time. We're, right? gonna, we're gonna dial this thing back to 2017. <laughs> what do you think Fresh about going back to paper tickets, though? I don't know how I, I. Like I said, my problem a lot of times is just I have a tendency to forget things. Here's, here's and there were a number of times when we had the ticket booklets that we had to go back because I forgot them. You forgot them. And honestly, it's kind of cumbersome. It is. That's the thing. Like okay. we had one book per ticket, and like one actually, book per seat. And it's like, okay, now I got I to get this one out and flip to the right game, right? Yeah. Then I got to get the next one out, flip to the right game. Well, and as Ugh. you know, so here's the thing, as you're well aware, Bridget likes when we do get those ticket books with the paper tickets, mm-hmm. she likes to keep those things intact. We did too, right. Okay, so because of the clear bag policy last season, which essentially kind of limited what you could bring into the game. Okay. Right. If we go back to those, you know, eight and a half by 11, roughly spiral bound ticket books, Mm -hmm. then you got to try and transport those things into the game. If you're people like us who want to keep your ticket books intact, the nice thing about the cards was it you just got the card and the cards were attached to like the lanyard version of the ticket. Right. And so it was, it was more compact. You could easily stuff those into your clear plastic bag. And they were like a firmer, they were laminated basically. Yeah. So if you've got them stuffed in a bag with other stuff, they're not going to get, you know, bent right. or, or you spill your beer on one. Yeah. Cause that's never happened. To anyone I'm in sure this it's room. happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the thing. I, I My feeling is if we're going back, if we're rolling back and going to paper, we need to roll back the clear bag policy. 
We need to just, you know, rock it like it's right. 2017. Right? Sounds good to me. I, I think that'd be good. So, so yeah, I don't know. I liked the digital tickets with the QR code. I had no problem with those. So I, I'd like it if they did it again. Well, you it was, mentioned the ease of being able to transfer those sure. as well. And I think that's kind of one of the nice things is that I could, we did that. I could, we were in Minnesota and I had tickets to the game because right. we were out there for the hockey tournament. Yep. And someone had finally said, yeah, I'll take your tickets. Well, if they're paper tickets, how do I get those? To, right? Yeah, I mean, the digital me, tickets are like this is awesome. You're gonna get an email, click the link, get your tickets. Maybe go. you can still transfer those digitally, but what I will say is, it was kind of nice when we when we got the Black Friday deal on those extra tickets. Like sometimes when your friends right use the tickets, it's very easy for Bridget to transfer right those extra tickets to them. Exactly. And I, I would say the, the, the credit card option is actually nice, like like for my dad, because he has one of our seats and he comes to the games. It was very nice for him to have a card that he could just keep in the wallet mm-hmm. because he brings his wallet with him everywhere. But sometimes when we would give him the tickets for each game, because his was the one ticket that we would tear out, sometimes he'd leave it in the car in like the little center console thing or at home or somewhere. So this way, you know, it was always with him. And it was just, I think it was a, a much nicer... I. I saw a lot of people walking in, pulling it out of their wallet. So. Oh, absolutely. But it's possible a lot of people prefer the kind of the old way, especially like businesses, for example, corporations that bought the corporate seats. It might have been easier for them to give their employees, you know, yeah, stop so then buying you get and into seeing, the, you know, like, Marcy in accounting and you can get, get your, your tickets, yeah. tickets for Friday night's game. But then again, it's not that hard to have a system in place where they can just email it to anyone in the company. It's not like you don't have their email. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm not confident that it is that much easier. Well, and we didn't we hear, didn't we hear that like, you know, Ticketmaster was requiring them to go with this, you know, credit I, that, card QR code At the beginning system? of the year, that's, yeah. that's what we were told is that with them going to the, with Ticketmaster taking over the ticketing system, that that was a requirement was that they're going digital, which makes sense because everything else I know that's right. like concerts and stuff I know too, like very few of them are paper tickets anymore. Yeah. I mean, even things like Maha, when we went to Maha uh-huh. last year, Maha was a digital ticket, so it was which was like crazy ticket. easy. Cause I'm like, I got my phone. I always have my phone. Yeah. You just go in and I don't have to keep my ticket so I can go in and leave and go in and leave. Sure. I always have my phone. You just keep scanning my phone. Yeah. So, so if, if the rumors that you have heard are true, that would be would be a very interesting turn of events. Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, they might be doing it because people put up an uproar about not liking sure. the digital tickets, especially yeah. people maybe who aren't. To use the crazy terms of digital natives and stuff. I mean, those types of people maybe put up a big fuss about it. Could be to Kemp and some of those that they've yeah. known for a long time yeah. and stuff. But I don't remember a survey that asked anything about tickets and so it's like is it really a representation of the four thousand people who have season tickets yeah i don't know i if you if you asked me at the beginning of the season i might have said fairly indifferent possibly lean towards the way it's always been right um 
mostly just because I like the idea of having like something commemorative that I can have. Yeah, I, I like I like having some of that memorabilia, sure. But then I had someone come up with this great idea of being able to like frame the little cards and have each yeah. card from each year all in one, you know, eleven by fourteen picture frame, yeah. basically. And now I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool idea. And with the, the ease of being able to get in, I I don't really want to go back to a paper ticket. I like right. the digital stuff. I know. So I don't know. It would be very. I who knows. It'll be. It'll be fascinating to see what happens. And they're going to have to do it for all sports at Baxter, right? Yeah. And then you got printing costs and. Yeah, and as somebody who is, you know, we do graphic design and our right. marketing communication business. Printing costs are. You you've got the printing costs. You know, you, there's a lot more layout and design that you have to do with individual print tickets than you have to do with one credit card where you're just you know automating the the seat number and the section and the row on it and the particular qr code as opposed mm-hmm. to ones where you're having to do like as people may or may not know you know our season tickets would have like the logo of the other team, team. or like a different player's photo right. on every ticket so oh, even simple stuff you have now have to have a date and time right on every ticket yeah. and a lot of times the the games are tbd yeah. so then it's like well now they have a ticket but the ticket doesn't tell them what time to show up it just tells them what day to show right. up so yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of things that go into that that now have to be done and then i think not having been through this and done through this i would imagine that it's a more difficult process to now coordinate all right this larger book of tickets yeah you know these three go together or the in your case these five go together yeah and these two people are el- you know eligible to pick them up as opposed to i mean it's just it's already prepackaged pretty much oh, I mean, yeah. what we got was basically i'm imagining probably came from the printer yeah because it was just the card thing that had the lanyards yeah. and the credit card size things on yeah and they were they had a perforation yeah. and you could you know pop them off of each other yeah i i print on the envelope seat number and you just got one person going through them going some i would poor freshman intern it it all it all depends but i i would imagine that the the spiral bound books are probably more money than the cards i got that would that would i would have to believe that yeah, just based, the based on my, based on my experience exists. designing those yeah. those products over the years. So the technology behind the digital tickets isn't new. You're not having to really no reinvent anything there. So no, yeah. So we'll see where that ends up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Jason's just you know causing a minor panic here on. Uh, Let's let everyone freak on, out on and the call podcast. That's eh, summer. Yeah, they got nothing else <laughs> to do. <laughs> we need to get the we need to get the heart racing again a little bit. We yeah. need some excitement. Yeah, it's the off season. <laughs> They're also going to play in line. Wait, it's not <laughs> the, the off ball. season. I've been told by Bridget many times it's not the off season. It's always preseason. Yeah. Once the season ends, it's preseason, pre-season again. Begins. Yeah. So. Well, so then the big preseason news yes. is the draft. <laughs> the draft. So Friday. Well. I should probably specify date, right? Since who knows when people listen to this thing. Yeah. Friday the 21st. Yeah. Starts the NHL draft. Is it in Vancouver? It is. Okay. Uh, UNO does not have a pick. (laughs) 
It's all NHL teams. So for those of you who are going, when do we pick? No, it's not the way this works. Uh, based on our season, we're picking first. <laughs> <laughs> we lost the lottery, though. Uh, That'd be really cool if, you know, like college sports, just like we had the NCHC draft. Where you just in any junior league, based on how you finished, you could pick among the available players. So Miami goes first, UNO goes second. Yeah, that would be. And I'll tell you what, though, I'll tell you this. With our second pick, we might have picked recruit Isaiah Seville. If we got the second pick, probably. Yeah, we need a goaltender. He's coming in. We have three new goaltenders this year. Isaiah Seville looks like. I guess that's the news to make sure people know before we get into that is that Tomek is going to play over in Europe. Yeah, you and I called so that. So he will not be coming back. Months, oh, yeah. Months ago, like... When, that, when they let him go over to play in the the yeah. world the world tournament over there, I'm like, yeah, yeah he ain't going back. coming back. I remember... <laughs> and everybody thought we were insane. They're like, oh, he's going to start next year now. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. People at work were like, really? Like, he's going to come back, right? I'm like, <laughs> no. nope. They're like, yes, he's going to come back. And like, it's nope, a, not going to happen. I had that standard line of like, well, you know, it's a possibility, but... Yeah, you gave your you gave your diplomatic, you know... I tried to, my, like, your, your diplomatic coach speak politician answer. Yeah. It's always a possibility that he'll come back. Uh, we just don't know at this point. And this is where John throws in. It'll be interesting to see. We've got three freshman goaltenders this season. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It will be interesting to see what happens. You damn right. And we got we got another we got we got Isaiah Seville, another Alaska kid. We've got Seville. another. Who's our Seville's from Alaska? Is he really? Yeah. Man, I should have known that. Yeah. God, I'm so we got down on my. So you can tell it's June. An Alaskan goaltender Seville. and an undersized goaltender. Who's the undersized goaltender? Is that the is that the most recent the, one? The most recent Jacob one. Jacob Zab. Zab, that's right. Yeah, I was so, trying to like I'm like I wanted to call him Zap, but so I didn't want Isaiah to offend Se- the kid. Isaiah Seville is the real pro prospect goaltender that we have. And he will have, be a draft. Right. Then you there's have, there's no doubt about it, he'll be draft. Right now, most of the projections have him second round. I mean, we can get into where I guess I'm anal nuts around these things. I think the best position i've seen him in has been like 38 yeah you kept me up to date on that uh i've got him i think he'll slide okay i think he's gonna slide late second i've got him somewhere in the like 50s 60s depending on which team decides they need a goaltender at that point okay with the depth in the draft uh goaltending is actually the one that there's a clear number one and then it's kind of eh, we'll see after that sure and so he's looking like our our most like realistic draft pick among the guys who are coming in and then the other one that we had heard about last winter showing up on some of the scouting lists was um, Kirby Proctor, who's a defenseman who played for uh, the Des Moines Buccaneers in the USHL last year. What's interesting is some of the recruiting kind of database sites have Proctor listed as a 2020 recruit, but um, UNO had posted when he signed his national letter of intent. I'm assuming he comes in this fall. Are you assuming the same thing? Everything I've seen suggests he comes in this fall. If okay. he gets drafted, that's going to be a guarantee thing. Yeah. If he gets drafted, it's going to be late 
it'll be yeah it'll be down there six ground which is this is different for us this is more like the early years of uno hockey where we would have a couple guys on the roster who were draft picks um but most weren't um you know then during the dean blaze years we had you know a lot more he was looking for that nhl talent he was he wanted that kids that were getting nhl caliber forward right and defensemen so yeah it'll 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 be fascinating to see how that all kind of transpires next season. Um, but yeah, three freshman goaltenders is going to make it very, very interesting. Yeah, you got that's Austin, a word. Austin Roden is uh, played in the. Did he play in the? Yeah, he played for the Merritt Centennials in the BCHL. He's got probably the. I'd say the most. The most experienced experience yeah at at what might be a comparable level yeah i think seville's the talent yeah seville's definitely the talent zab is that sleeper that he's you know what he's going to be one of those guys that there's there's going to be a game where zab ends up playing and it's, it's possible he does really well. Kind of like an it's Alex Blankenberg. Yeah. yeah. You're going to throw him in yeah. randomly up in North in Dakota there. and he's going to he, get a shutout. He's gonna, yeah, like, he's going to have a great game. And then everybody's going to be like, why he, isn't he number why one? Isn't, yeah. Why isn't he number one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which that would be a great thing to have. But I, I honestly, I think Seville and Roden will get a lot of looks this season. I don't I don't think they're going to go the route. I, I could be wrong. It all depends on, on if you're concerned about, you know, Seville deciding to leave early after a season or so. But I, I would imagine that both of those guys will get a lot of playing time this season. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know because the last four years, I mean, basically it was. I think it goes in. I'm they'll, I'm sure coach will formally disagree with me. Okay. But I think that you go in with Seville being your obvious number one. And then you got the competition between Ronan and Zab. And I say that because your number two is going to be the, probably the most important goaltender on the roster right now. Right. Uh, Seville's had problems. And the, the complaint about him on the NHL sites and, and the draft sites and that stuff has been, is he going to be able to be healthy enough to be an NHL goaltender? He was injured this last season, so that's the thing. Now, I and he's I, been injured almost every season he's played since midget major. He okay. always seems to get an injury, and that's why I say whoever's number two is probably our most important. So, right. Because you have to anticipate that some point in time during our season he's going to go down and going to miss some games. Right. We need someone who can step in and not miss a beat. See, my philosophy mm-hmm. is I think Gabinet who kind of buys into the, you know, the great basketball coach, John Wooden, who was focused on all on process, Mm -hmm. not on wins and losses and score, just on process. I think because he's got a clean slate with the goaltenders, I think he's going to split time early in the season between Seville and Roden, at least, you know, maybe through November with them until he sees if there's a guy who kind of comes out the clear favorite in that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the press thing. Yeah. practices because yeah. that'll tell you really where they where they sit and i'm yep. sure that Gavinet will say that they all have a shot at it yeah. and it's anyone's game and it's anyone's net and yep. you just have to go out and earn it and you yep. know everything i've seen from seville is that he's motivated to yeah. make a real run at this yeah so. it seems like he has a great attitude 
But that was one of the things that Gabinette said last season that was hard for the team. And one of the problems on the team was that they, there weren't the guys down on the roster just weren't pushing the guys right. higher on the roster for playing time. And that, I think that was part of the dynamic that was, you know, so just not working. The other reason why I hope that he's not in your boat with rotating time is, and this is the coaching aspect coming out. Is okay. It's rarely successful when teams split even at the NHL level, when teams split goaltending, you typically want at worst 60 40 split on your goaltending time at an NHL level. And that's why you see a lot of these guys that will play 80, 85, pushing some of them will push 90% of the games for your starter, is because the system's usually designed to move play in a direction that puts your goaltender in the best position to make the save, right? Right. So the problem we have is Seville is the weirdest of the weird when it comes to goaltender in that he catches right instead of catching left. Okay. Both the other goalies catch left. So if your system is to bring the puck to one side so that he's blocker against the post, now if you push the play to that side, it's glove against the post and it changes the angle. I know it's weird and it's probably too technical for a lot of people, but that's my concern is that the team gets good at doing something and then what they're getting good at doing ends up hurting them when you put in a different goaltender. Right. It could, it could potentially change line combinations and everything else. But then again, if you go with my philosophy, which is splitting goaltenders, then right. it makes you a really a much more dynamic team. It's, yeah. poten it's potentially difficult because as we know this last season, one of the things we heard time and again was it was hard to get guys to you know buy in right. to what was going on. So if you had a situation like that where everything was getting changed up from game to game based on you know the handedness of your goaltender, right. you know, then does it completely throw things off? But it potentially adds a, another dimension to the team. I think that they will split at least early on, and it goes to the what you were talking about about injuries. That's I think they'll they'll want to try to keep Seville fresh for a run in the second half of the season, potentially. I mean, if you're gonna give anyone time, you're gonna give it to them in the first part for sure. Yeah. So, but. How much will be the question? That that'll I mean, be the big. We definitely we, want we, Seville we have a situation to see where Evan Wenninger basically saw all the time in net for four seasons. Right. It's hard to imagine a world where we where we, we don't do see that. the same person. Yeah. In the yeah. It really is. So we may, but I think after last season and the nine wins, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna try a lot. Try to do something. Yeah. So what about defense? It looks like. Maybe a possibility of four coming in, probably three, I think. Yeah, I have, I mean, I have at least, you have at least Alex Roy, Colby Enns, Brandon Scanlon, who he's the one I'm excited about. So um, Scanlon's the top of your list for them coming in, right? Yeah, he definitely is. He did really, really, really well in the Alberta Junior Hockey League last mm -hmm. year. He looks like a good kind of offensive defenseman, so I think you'll see him a lot. On the, I, I think he'll be a fixture on the power play unit. I just the top power play unit. It'll be interesting to see how he does, but yeah, he's the one I like. I'm 
And then Roy is the one that that's, I'm. That's the one we were talking. We talked about him early last season on the podcast, and right. he's the the big kind of six size foot five. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean six foot five two. Uh, I've elite prospects has him at two oh nine. Right. I read somewhere he's already at two seventeen right now. And you had and so just, if he's six foot five two twenty, I mean that's a good frame for defense. Yeah, and you had you had discussions about him with somebody who uh, knows him well, who's an amateur scout. Mm-hmm. And they were very high on him. So, and he's another one that is kind of a sleeper for maybe a, a late round pick, right? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, a lot of it comes down to you can be six foot ten if you don't use it right. It doesn't matter. Right. But you know, we'll see. I, I like the idea of having that kind of big defensive. Yep. And and we've got a lot of defensemen that are well if everyone comes in we've only got one returning defenseman who's <laughs> under six foot and he's the uh isn't he the red shirt guy wasn't claire coming back because he he got a med yeah shirt. yeah and it'll be interesting to see how much playing time he ends up getting but yeah. and and then colby ends i don't know a lot about i mean i haven't i didn't see him play this season in the ushl so i don't know a lot about him yeah I don't hear a whole lot about him, so no. a depth guy sounds right. like we'll have there. Yeah, but so no, about, but but no, I like like right. I said, Brandon Scanlon. I like those. I I remember Greg Zanin back in the day, so I like those offensive defenseman kind of guys. So right. that's what that's what he looks like. He'll be so he's a puck pusher. Yeah, he is. Yeah, which you know that'll be great. You get the right guys up front. Yep. You know you can make some pretty quick transitions mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. with that, especially with like like Tyler Weiss and Taylor yep. Ward. You know, the two of them have some speed, good hands, quick, yep. especially with uh, the Weiss. He's got the hands to really make some quick passes. Yep. Um, so you can move that puck yeah, tic-tac-toe really quick with that. Absolutely. If it works out the way that you know, yeah. you design it up and then you, you want it to work. so It could, it could definitely so help that transition game. Uh, so what about uh, our forwards then? Um, we've got a lot on the potential list. Uh, we've talked about, I've talked about Sullivan. We've Sullivan's talked, we, been one that yeah, I Yeah, because you and I saw him like play last season. Yeah, we liked him a lot. Uh, a little With undersized, but yeah, yeah he we, we liked to him play a lot. good game. Yeah. Um, Prokop, you mentioned earlier, uh, he's one of the potential yeah, you uh, got, picks to keep an eye on. Yeah, you've got Josh Boyer and Joey Abate. And obviously, that's the one thing that probably has fans scratching their head is that these guys weren't, you know, ranked in the top of the USHL as far as um, point production goes. I think most of them were like down in the 90s somewhere. Now, that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily cause for concern. So don't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been... There's been plenty of kids who have come in and, you know, made a heyday in the NCAA having not been drafted and no one really care about them right. until they got here. And it's just sometimes at that age, you have to remember there's a lot of physical development that has to go into the players. And some right. are just kind of late developers. And so they don't perform well in that USHL because they just haven't quote-unquote grown into their frame right right and a lot of it yeah they're they're kind of late bloomers and right. a, a lot of it depends on how gabinet plans to you know gabinet and noel bernier and paul gerard plan to use them 
And Abate looks like that. Like I look at his stat sheet and stuff, and he looks like one of those kids that maybe is a late developer. I think and so. He's yeah, he's one of those guys that another just, 10, he stands 20 out pounds to me. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a lot better with with ten to twenty pounds of muscle. And and the thing is, he gets here, he gets some good instruction and stuff, and and the guys can can get him to put that on, and yeah. he might surprise a lot of people that way. He may be a flop, you know, he may just, that's the best he is and that's all we get. Right. But you don't know. You you don't know until they're here. And, you know, going back to the Canadian leagues, because as you know, I like right. Brandon Scannon, I have AJHL. Ryan Brochette was the, you know, number two point producer in the BCHL last year. And he's a guy who had originally been recruited by Providence mm-hmm. and was set to go there in 2017. And obviously that kind of fell through. So he's set to come here. So he's one of those guys who's had a lot of experience, I hope has a chip on his shoulder. He's a guy who uh, his coaches have said he's kind of a hockey nerd. He's got a high hockey IQ, IQ. and he mm-hmm. works hard out there. So he's a guy that I'm excited about, too. He's a little bit older, um, but that kind of harkens back to some of the players we had back in the early years of this program. He turned out to be really good, really good players like Jeff Hogan. And, and sometimes that helps because he's coming in, uh, you know, He's coming into a team of a lot of 20-year-olds, right. 20-somethings, yep. right? And he is a 20-something, yep. as opposed to an 18, 19-year-old coming in with a bunch of guys that are two, three, four, possibly even five or exactly. six years older than you. And it's kind of a perfect situation for him because it's not like, I mean, a lot of our, our scoring last season is gone. And so uh, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's an opportunity for him to, you know, you know, make some noise early on yeah and i think to i guess to to kind of wrap this up is then to look at it and say you know we did lose a lot of our scoring yeah where does that come from i it's hard to tell at this point to do well but the question with ward's going to be who's on his line because he's he was on a line with two guys that aren't here anymore can he still produce that that was the big question because i i mean you Mm -hmm. know mike gabinette you know, gave credit to Mason Morelli and Freddie Olofsson being on that line with him, for sure. Yeah. And so without those guys, what line combination... Who do you put with them? Yeah. Does he perform regardless, or... Yeah, and uh, I've always said, you know... I've said on this before, like, I'm a chemistry guy. Right. Uh, so for me, it's always like, the guys are great on paper, but I want them in practice. I want them yeah. going. I want to see who clicks and gels well together and moves the puck well, and and that. Um, and it's, a, so, it's that dynamic that you're looking for. What kind right. of dynamic do they have together? Because then you can take a, you know, you can take a, say, twenty point, you know, average, right, a season guy, and make him a twenty five to thirty point, yeah, because the guys that are around him pick up where he yeah. maybe isn't so good. You know, sometimes you got you get guys that this is a classic classic thing with wings is you get these wings that don't want to play defense. They're run and gun. They right. want to be up. So if you can find a puck moving center who's yeah. a little bit more stay at home and can play some defense, yep. well he picks up the slack for him. And when he makes the turnover, he knows he's got this guy yeah. lazily coming back and you end up with odd men rushes. So yeah. those types of things you can find in your group of guys coming in. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's a freshman or two in the top three or five 
Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's very likely. Looking at this season, where it's almost half of our roster is going to be new this. Season. It's like right forty some percent of the roster is going to yeah. be new this season. But I expect you know Polkinen. I expect to be up there. I expect Ward to still be up there. I think Primo will take a leap. I think he'll you know yeah be a, a point producer for us. Uh, he showed, especially towards the end of the season, a lot of potential to put the puck in the back. Yeah, of the net. and I and I'll say early on in the season, Primo was a guy who looked like somebody that. You know, we were really excited about mm-hmm. him. So I, you know, I think this season coming back fresh, I think yeah, and, it'd be a good and year rested for him. and healthy, which which will make a huge difference for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see after that. I don't know, Conley. Maybe I've heard you know that he's really looking to up his production. So right. That and I know that Gabinette be had a, told a us before thing. before the season last season he uh, he like Travis. I'm gonna try to get this pronunciation right. Coffin Beetle. I think it was Beetle. I thought it was Butel. I, I thought it was Butel too. But I think it's Beetle. I think yeah. somebody told us it was Beetle. He was he was high on him. So yeah, and hopefully your guy Tyler Weiss yep. has a stronger, stronger mm. outing this season. And I, I think he will. Like I said, with him. Get a little size, size. get a yeah. little little I mean, weight was, on him. Yeah. I I always thought he was little coming in. Yeah. But we'll see how he's how he's grown up. I just think more than anything, I think it'll it'll help having kind of a fresh perspective on the team for yeah. for Gabinet and Noel yeah. Bernier and Paul Gerard. I think it'll be nice having some newcomers who, you know, weren't used to doing things one way and then had to kind of switch to the. I think I think this will be, I'm I'm confident that this will be a a better a better season for the team. Stay healthy and, you know, I think for the fans that are listening and stuff, just know that. You know, there's potential out there, and hopefully, you know, some of the names we've dropped and stuff are names that you can kind of keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, this fall and and next spring, and we'll be hopefully in Minnesota we'll at the Target Center. And yeah, let's. Uh, I, you know, after the last uh, episode of the podcast we recorded, with Jason uh, Bridget and I actually went up to that trip, and it's it's so much fun to go yeah. up to the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. So hopefully, hopefully, we get to go back to the st paul or we've never been to st paul but hopefully i get to go back to st paul and see uno play there yeah yeah we'll, uh, we've got some plans to do some more traveling with the team type of stuff so we'll see how much all of that can kind of yeah to fruition, come to fruition this year it'll be it'll but be yeah it would be awesome to be at the um at the x next mm-hmm. next march so fingers crossed but regardless, just stronger performance this yep. year for the guys, for the coaches. We want that to go well, and we'll be talking about that more before the season starts. So, In fact, pretty quick here because we're going to do one after the draft, right? <laughs> Did we say that? Are we committing no, to that? No, I didn't say No, but well, I guess we're committed to doing it now. So, yeah, after the draft, we're going to be back here to talk about something. I don't know. <laughs> so please, you know, if there's some sort of controversy that can come up in the next week, Please, yeah, we'll talk about out. something. Draft. Well, we will. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little teaser. We'll talk about the draft and see what Mavs end we'll up going. We'll at least in the draft. talk about Seville. <laughs> we'll talk about the fact that the uh, director of hockey operations from last season is no longer with the team. Yep. And I'm sure we'll come up with some other stuff between now and then. And we'll drink something interesting. Yeah, hopefully I'll come up with something better than you know, hint pineapple water, which just tastes <laughs> disgusting. It's like tap water with a hint of pineapple. So if you want to keep track of us over the summer, I promise I'll try to post more here over the course of the next couple of months. We've been very busy this summer, but follow at MavPuck on Twitter. 
follow at MavPuck on Facebook. You can find links to all this stuff at MavPuck.com. So with that, Jason, until next time, (laughs) go Mavs. Go Mavs. Thank <laughs> you.